OHSU's Quality and Safety Management Department supports the clinical enterprise by driving performance improvement using lean methodology, standardized work processes, daily management systems, and other techniques, known collectively as OHSU Performance Excellence, or OPEX. It's Tuesday, February 27th, and this is OHSU Week. I'm Patrick Holmes. Each year, the OPEX team presents Performance Excellence Week as a way to highlight the performance improvement work that takes place year-round. Margaret McDonald sat down with Troy Schmidt to learn more. Troy, thanks for joining us today. What's your role at OHSU? Sure, I'm the Director of Quality Management and Patient Safety here. So we oversee the Clinical Quality Management Program. We look at our clinical registries, patient safety performance improvement in our, our peer review work. Your department is called quality management, but a lot of the work you do is referred to as OPEX. What is OPEX? So OPEX stands for the uh, OHSU Performance Excellence System. It's really the system about how we do improvement, how we um, make improvement, and our, our methods around that. And it's actually around three M's. We talk about the methods. What do people do? What are the tools we use to or make improvement? Uh, we talk about the management systems, about how do we manage those systems and how do we make sure that we're doing the, the, the right thing each and every time. And then the hardest and biggest part of that is the mindset. What's the culture? What is the way that we create basically a culture of uh, continual improvement? We hear a lot about lean. What is lean? So lean is a performance improvement methodology. It comes actually from uh, Toyota. So it comes from industry car manufacturing. And the real concept about lean is actually defining what is value for your customer and then working everything to make sure that you're providing value for to the customer. And a lot of that means is you're removing waste in the process. So you're identifying ways that you're not able to provide value and getting that waste out of the process so that you're able to do it each and every time in the most efficient way possible. And how do you integrate that into the mindset? One of the main ways in what we've been doing, we've been on our journey for probably about six years, is um, really getting people to understand who's our customer. I mean, that's one of the big questions that we have. And over the years, it's interesting that sometimes we think of our internal customers. So the physicians are the customer, the nurses are the customer. But really, we want to have that external focus. So getting people to understand, yes, the patients and families that are receiving care here are the ones that we are trying to provide care and service to and provide the most value for. In early February, you held the fifth annual Performance Excellence Week at OHSU. What's Performance Excellence Week, and why do we have it? We started uh, five years ago. It was actually uh, was a Performance Excellence Day. We had a day. We actually provided two days, but we had snow or something like that on one day, so we had the, our first day got canceled. But really, our hope was a couple things. One is really we wanted to highlight the performance improvement work that was happening, the good work that was happening here at OHSU, and so give an opportunity for people to present or put a poster together or stuff to be able to celebrate that. The other thing is we want to learn and deepen our knowledge about uh, lean, about performance improvement, and we have a theme usually this year was culture because that's one of the things we're trying to do as OHSU, kind of strengthen our culture, and this was really a way to look at how we are growing and strengthening our performance improvement culture here at OHSU. In the Monday keynote, you held a panel discussion with Mitch Wasden, Joe Ness, Dana Bjarnason, Kevin O'Boyle, and Wendy Stevenson, a group of leaders across the clinical enterprise. What did you talk about? 
Yeah, I think it was great to just to hear their passion uh, of that, and uh, the people that came to hear them haven't really had this kind of conversation with them before. So I gave an opportunity of the 180 so people that were there to kind of you know get kind of a fireside chat, if you will, with these folks in terms of what they. Um, how they got into healthcare and um, why they were so passionate about excellence. So that was really it. Yeah, all of them were really saying we want that we want to do the best thing. We want excellence here at OHSU, and we 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 do do excellence, but we can always do better. And I think in with Mitch's vision as well is that he wants everybody in the organization to be involved in performance improvement. So he's really kind of cast that out as a challenge to us. And what we need to do as an organization to get to, to get together to be able to get that to happen in terms of training, in terms of opportunities, in terms of, of support and engagement that we have through the work. The Wednesday keynote was presented by David Munch. He's a member of a group called Healthcare Performance Partners, which focuses on lean improvement. Tell us why you chose Dave. Yeah, when uh, we were thinking on looking for keynote speakers for our, our Wednesday slot, what we really try to do is find somebody out there that um, is known in the performance improvement community, has a lot of experience with other healthcare organizations, and will, will really speak to kind of our theme that we're looking at. One of the complaints or concerns that we hear over and over in terms of our improvement work is that people just don't have time to be involved in it. And one of David's um, expertise is really looking at the middle manager and looking at the, the medical director, if you will, kind of those, those uh, folks in leadership roles but kind of sandwiched in the middle and how they can get engaged and involved in the improvement work without preventing burnout. One thing Dave said was that the first cycle of improvement serves mainly to stabilize a process, and then you get to see the main things that are broken so you can improve it again. It starts to sound like people are spending all their time making improvements. How do they ever have time to actually get the work done? Well, I would say that um, we, we kind of say two things that what, why people come to, to come to work. They come to do their job, and they come to improve their job. Um, so this needs to be not one or the other. It needs to be incorporated in that. And I think part of what um, what we're doing a lot right now, even in our first few years of OPEX here, is actually doing what exactly what he says, is that we are doing improvement to stabilize a process. So a lot of the work that we're doing around the quality and safety areas, we're looking at infection reduction. So we're not really inventing a new way to prevent infections. We're really looking at making sure we do this, the right thing each and every time, whether that be how we insert a central line, how we manage a Foley catheter, how we prepare skin for surgery. Those are known ways to do that. So we need to make sure that that happens each and every time and stabilize that. One thing Dave mentioned was that problems become a good thing in a lead environment. What does that mean? Problems are treasures. If people bury their problems, if they're burying their errors and problems and don't surface them, we, we don't want that because then they become invisible and we can't fix them or do things. So we want to create a culture where people aren't punished or it's not punitive when they identify things that don't happen. They want to raise that because we want to solve it, because we don't want that to happen again. We've been up to Boeing to look at how they put the 737s together, and they, they are in a lean culture. So you see this big 737 kind of going down the line, and there's a problem. They don't have a supply or something like that. They basically shut the line down. They stop the plane from moving forward. So you've got this million-dollar, multi-million-dollar thing, and time is money on this. But they want to get in there and fix the problem, solve it as quickly as possible, 
and then keep it moving. And that's what we need to do better in healthcare. We need to find things. When we find them, we need to surface them. We need to flock together to solve them so that we can learn from that and make sure it fix it and then make sure it doesn't happen again. And so we've got to do that. Realizing healthcare is much, much more complicated than putting a putting a, even a plane together. But there's so many different processes and things that are happening you know, every hour, every day. We need better ways to surface those that we can, we can uh, respond to know them and then respond to them. So you mentioned that the lean improvement process was originally built by Toyota, and it's generally known that lean is a great way to improve the process of making widgets. Now, healthcare isn't about making widgets, but Dave quoted a teacher who told him, if we treated patients like widgets, they'd get better care. Should we treat patients like widgets? That was his comment, and it was, you know, kind of a, a, a funny comment. And you know, often, you know, often in our classes and stuff, that's what people will tell you: yeah, we, we, we don't, we don't make widgets here. We're providing patient care. But I think, I think his point with this is that sometimes we we put more care into the development or the processes or the quality of making an iPhone or a car or an airplane. So I think his point is that we need to identify mostly what is the standard work or what are the things we need to do to be able to do this procedure or take care of this kind of condition and know what those are and make sure that they happen each and every time. We know we have to customize to patient care. I mean, each patient is different. There are special needs and desires with that, but there are certain things that should happen each and every time. I talked about managing central lines or Foley catheters or how we prepare you know, patients for surgery to prevent infections or how you treat congestion of heart failure and pneumonia or other things, those should happen. You don't have to customize those things. Those are known evidence-based things that we should be doing each and every time. Is complexity the main issue, or what is it that holds us back from performance improvement and performance excellence? Yeah, I think complexity is one of the main things. So making it as simple as possible is actually going to give you the best chance of being able to, to do it, do it effectively, and do it right each time, regardless of which person's being able to do it. So that's probably one of the first things we need to look at is, is how can we simplify the complexity of this process? Remove the barriers, make it clear on what is the, the right thing to do, and make sure that they, we do the right thing each and every time. One of the main components of having a, a culture or a system of performance excellence and performance improvement is actually thinking of systems. They've talked also about, you know, if you think about a symphony orchestra, you know, you've got the conductor that's leading it, but you've got all the different uh, instruments that are playing this. And each of the instruments have their standard work, their music in front of them. But if they just played it by themselves and were not in sync with the conductor or weren't in sync with their, you know, the other instruments, it would just sound like a mess. And sometimes I think that's what happens in healthcare when we're we're not, we might be on this, we might have our page of music um, that we're looking at, but it's not in, co- in not in coordination or in synchronization with the other folks that we need to be involved in. When patients go through our, our, as an inpatient or in an ambulatory visit, they touch multiple things from registration to the physicians, to nursing, to the MAs, to the lab, to pharmacy. There are so many kind of components in this that the systems all have to operate um, effectively in sync in order for those things to happen. We need to focus on those processes, those interrelated processes, that if those are working well, will lead us to the outcome that we're desiring. What are the big things we need to tackle to move forward? One of the big things that impacts almost everybody is 
moving from uh, a paper system in terms of uh, medical records to an electronic medical record. Now that we are in those systems, we are so dependent on them to be able to um, track what document, what the care we're providing, and to do coordination with that. So when we go in and look at a process, we really need to look at, um, yes, these are things, these are dependent systems that we need to work on, but how do we simplify them? Okay, I work at OHSU. I have processes in my work that sometimes lead to positive results and sometimes don't. I want to look into my systems and see where I can make a positive difference. What do I do first? That's a good question. I think so that, you, that you're aware of it is the first step. I mean, you've already obviously made the first step because you're a systems thinker and seeing kind of where there's problems or where there's waste. And so one of the things that, you know, back to what kind of Mitch is asking for with, you know, performance improvement for everyone, everybody should be involved in performance improvement. We need to build that capability. So one of the things, first thing I do is, is bring it up to your manager or supervisor, bring that up as, as, a, as an option. And if you're interested in solving it, you know, there's classes that we can do around that. So that would be interested in kind of coming to our classes. We have an OPEX overview class. We have a problem solving class. We have a daily management class. We have a change management class. Those have been really ways that you can really kind of build your interest and capability and knowledge about that. And then we can partner with you. We can partner with some folks in our quality management to help you kind of work and solve that. If, so if you want to get a project together to work on it, we can help you kind of form and do that and coach you in that process. And then you can kind of move forward with that. And hopefully you can be the catalyst to kind of, you know, be one of the champions or stewards in your area that's going to help grow that performance improvement culture in your work area and get your coworkers involved in everything like that. So that would be, that would be a first step. Dave talked a little about the importance of a middle manager. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, very. as I mentioned before, very important role in terms of creating a performance improvement culture. People are one of our most valuable resources, and one of the goal, roles of a middle manager is coaching their employees. You know, one of the things is just being present with them. You need to be physically present and involved in their work, but also mentally present. You need to help them um, provide aim and direction and target in terms of what how they're being developed and what they're working on. Feedback needs to be done timely, kind of need to be there in the moment as well. And using a process of equitive inquiry, asking questions. He talked a lot about using uh, coaching questions around a uh, Socratic method, not so much coming to say things of how to fix things, but really kind of understanding what's going on in the process. And what would it take to do this? What would that look like? Using some of those questions and stuff to kind of um, uh, engage engage the employee and using that in the coaching piece rather than coming in, coming in with a why question. Why didn't you do that or why didn't you do that? Really asking those what and how questions to really engage the employees in, in, in a problem-solving methodology and really encouraging them to, you know, to, to figure it out for themselves and supporting them. And I can find more on O2? Yes, so just search under Performance Excellence. It'll pull up all of our um, some of our work from the Performance Excellence Week, and it'll give you a list of our classes and other projects and stuff, but that would be a good re- reference resource for you to look at. Well, thanks for being with us today, Troy, and we look forward to the 6th Annual Performance Excellence Week in 2019. OHSU Week is a production of Strategic Communications. This episode was produced by Margaret McDonald and edited by Josh Anderson. I'm Patrick Holmes. See you next week.